0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: You're watching another edition of the O Show Podcast. This episode 495. We're presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is a high-intense workout program developed By the man on your screen right now, ladies and gentlemen, Floyd Money Mayweather himself. Head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're also presented by BetOnline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus by using the promo code capital BLEAV50 for that 50% bonus during the NBA season, the 75th anniversary of the NBA season. we got an NBA fan in the house today, Miami Heat fan, Miami's very own. He's a pro wrestling fan, but most importantly, he is... A stand-up comedian, and he's here at the House of Comedy, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Tonight at seven thirty, Mr. J.C. Carrey. Hey, thanks for having me, dude. Ah, this is gonna be a blast. Oh, we I'm love so excited. Comedians here.
0: Oh, dude, I uh, I like coming and doing any sorts of when you said I love that you're sponsored by a betting site. I am a massive gambling addict. I love it. <laughs> are you good at it? I am. I am. I am. I'm so far, um, so on last the NFL season I was up uh, 7 grand on the okay. season not bad and then on the NBA season this year I am up around 5 grand so
1: not bad not bad at all not I'd bad take that any day of the week
0: yeah not bad not bad good turns
1: these, these guys would take that any day of the week right, right?
0: maybe right, who knows <laughs> come on he's making up. <laughs> yeah He barely me in NFL on our
1: show.
0: <laughs> yeah uh, I
1: don't him in NBA so far. oh yeah well, he's the NBA guy
0: I got a parlay cooking tonight. Uh, who? Let's see. I got obviously heat over nets. I've got, what are the upsets I picked? I got Warriors with Draymond out taking down. Uh, dang, who is it? Who are they playing? I can't remember. Oh, Draymond's out. I know that. Um, you got it? He's pulling it
1: up. Yeah, it sucks. I'm not the NBA guy. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Stalling, uh, stalling, stalling. Stalling, stalling, time, so you, time, time. you got a show tonight. I do
0: have a show tonight. Yeah, 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 here in Phoenix. Uh, it's my second, my third time coming through the House of Comedy. I love that venue so much. Uh, it's a blast. Uh, giant room. But it's yeah. like, it has a nice intimate vibe on top of being enormous. Like, you can sit in the back and it doesn't feel like you're in a giant. Like, you don't feel so separated from the no. comedian. They do a good job of lighting and raising the stage in a
1: way where the whole room, it's a good seat. I mean, from what I've seen, the crowd is always awesome, too. You and always they, and get they're ready to go. Now.
0: They're ready. They're revved up. People come out to party. They and, start uh, buying
1: drinks about an hour beforehand. You us openers, and then you get JC. That's it.
0: And here's the thing, I'm also having drinks an hour beforehand, too. So by the time I'm on stage, I'm really ready well, we to go. We were
1: telling you that we, we were doing open mic recently dating yeah. back to December. And, like, mm-hmm. literally the other night before I went up, I probably had, like, three or four shots. And by the time yeah. I got up there, I was ready
0: to go. I mean, it loosens you up. I think the, the key is not letting it be like a like a crutch, like where you're like, yeah. oh, I can only do it when That's I'm drunk. That's how you become an alcoholic. It, well, not you know to say what, that I'm not you know, an alcoholic already. I think by the, the definition of it, <laughs> like when you look in the, the medical books, these doctors with their books. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, like, you know, uh... Yeah, with comedy, you're at a bar most yeah. of the time. It's like I'm gonna have a, what, what, a couple of drinks. Why not? Uh, my opener, on the other hand, he like he'll be like, "We got to get to the club an hour and a half before, because I gotta have at least a couple of whiskeys before I get on stage." And I'm like, "Bud, James Fry, what are you doing? What are you doing, James? You can do it without the drinks. It's Sunday.
1: We're flying home tomorrow. <laughs> it's getaway day. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's honestly the one true profession where it's acceptable." Extremely courage.
0: It is. I mean, a lot of shows, that's how you're fucking paid, man. Like, literally, like, they'll be like, well, there's no money or anything, but uh, we'll get you a meal and some drink tickets. And you're like, well, I can't just flush my pay away. <laughs> this is part of the deal. I got to make my money. I've got to earn it.
1: When was it the first time you got paid doing stand up?
0: <clears throat> I was in, so I went to the University of Florida and I did a competition. Uh, it was probably like my second time or third time on stage, and I won third place and got money. So it was technically a Best Buy gift card, was my first money money, So, but I, I was still very excited about it. For a long time I was like, I'm gonna frame this, but then I think I bought a video game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what game?
0: I don't WWE remember.
1: We were talking about how you're a big pro wrestling fan. I'm a giant
0: pro wrestling fan. I am swearing off the WWE though. I'm really? full AEW now. You have fully
1: jumped on I'm the I'm all AEW.
0: Yeah, I have deleted. Um, delete. 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 I've delete. deleted um, uh, WWE. I just quit. I I got rid of the app. Uh, quit paying for the service. I was like, Vince is driving this company into the ground. He's firing guys who don't deserve to be fired. Um, I just was like, I wanted to watch something that felt like it was more about the talent and the wrestlers
1: and um, less about his stock, you know? So There were a few of them I didn't quite understand, but I wasn't that heartbroken over. Like, when they got rid of Strowman, I was like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, you put in so much investment into him. It didn't I make know. Sense. The Fiend made no sense
0: The to Fiend, me. I mean, here's that, a, that the thing. That one broke with, my heart. When, with Wyatt, I mean... He you could say a lot of things about him, but I think the main thing that I would like to get across, he's the most creative, like human being character ever. creator in I mean, in at least the last decade. I mean, the guy reinvents himself, and every time he does, it it's fucking pitch perfect. Like, it's crazy. The first Wyatt variation, the Fireflies, insane. And then when he does the when he becomes this. Kids show host, before The Fiend even shows up. The Firefly I, Funhouse. I watched it a couple of times, and I was like, this might be dumb. And then I was like, he sold me on it. It's like Pee-wee's Funhouse, but with this, like, darker scope. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, I we'll see what happens with him. I don't think he's going to end up in AEW because they try not to do anything that's, like, supernatural. I think the closest you get is Malachi Black, and he doesn't really do supernatural stuff as right. much as, like, he makes the lights go out. That's it.
1: Right. Well, Which you got is, Dark Order. You got, um, because he'd be perfect for that.
0: Oh, I think so. It just depends on what he does with his character. Like, he would have to, like, become less of, like, a magic user, you know, like, yeah. character-wise. Because that's the thing. Like, my buddy Dane Jollis has a, a really funny joke about wrestling when people are like, you know it's not real. Yeah, I know the guy is not really an undertaker. Like, I know that's right. not his profession. The, the, you mean the wizard? I don't yeah. think he's real. Nope. I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> nope.
1: Nope. All I mean, all these guys. I mean, that's yeah. That's why I like the characters that are more just like human beings. Like Grounded. John Cena is John Cena. Yeah. Right.
0: Man, have you watch, have you been watching a, peacem- a Peacemaker. Oh yeah. Oh my God! What oh, a yeah. great who, show. Who who knew
1: too? I he kills it. He kills it. But my first glimpse at Peacemaker, I'm like, there's no fucking. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this is gonna, gonna be pull dumb. this off. Yeah. John Cena, one of the greatest hawkers, not only in just WWE, but of all time, just big time. watch him in interviews, mm-hmm. he, the guy has his shit together. He does. But the first time I saw that Peacemaker costume, I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, here's After a, Fast uh, and the Furious 2, I'm like, this might put it, him well, on the ground. Well, because
0: I just... When he did that, that role he did where he's like Dom's brother or whatever, I'm not a big Fast guy, but it was not very good. No. And, uh, but I, honestly, now watching it like Peacemaker, I'm like, it's, it clearly wasn't his fault, right? It was the script or that franchise being enormous and there's no place for him in it. But like, man, he, I love that. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to go R rated too. Like all the way. He's been such like a, I'm the good deal. Eat your vegetables guy. And now it's like, fuck it. I'm going to have fun and actually be an adult and market myself to a lot of the people who are his fans. And I think this going back to the WWE stuff, they're marketing towards kids. When a W goes, no, we're going to market to the adults who like this still, and it's interesting. I just, uh, I think that WWE fell into that where they were too stuck in the same way Cena, like why people started to hate Cena in WWE. Same character, never went heel, but now you realize, oh, it's because he didn't get the opportunity. He wanted to do it, but he couldn't because he was too locked into this, like, America, and I'm I'm good, right? so.
1: Vince was probably so afraid that he was going to lose so much money. He just wasn't going to panic. Because, like, you'd like to see it, but at the same time, the investment, is it worth it? Like, I know. You don't know. You have no idea what He let happen.
0: Hogan do it, but I think it was because he let Hogan do it because he had other guys who were filling that realm. So he kept looking for dudes to be the Cena, and he couldn't find anybody.
1: They were able to do it with Reigns because everybody hated him to begin with.
0: But I, he still wasn't the, like, eat your vegetables, kids. I'm Exactly. A good, right? So they had to... They had to go. Fuck it. Let Roman be bad guy. Let him because everyone's booing him, and he's this is the best he's been doing. I feel bad for him because he was the only thing I was excited to watch when I was like watching WWE. So I was like, Roman's having a good run, but even that's gonna get t- it's like it it just gets tiresome. If they stay on the same, you know. Format for too fucking long you lose it, you know, which
1: is what they're doing I mean, I, I think this time I know you're not watching it, but Lesnar mm. reigns It's like WWE champion versus Universal champion title unification in the main event. of WrestleMania okay. this year and, I mean it's, it's gonna be it, a it, cool it's match. Lez, it's Lesnar reigns in the main event for like the third time ever We keep, which is the most ever. Three yeah, we keep seeing main it. Event at so it's like, you but it's, know. it's a different rendition of it Lesnar is like a cowboy this go-around and it's hilarious we, we're he's trying to take seen, Adam Page's gimmick. We're finally seeing a Brock Lesnar with a personality. I you've know, never seen. I like, he's the funniest guy ever.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I think uh, they were scared of letting him talk because he can't censor himself. So maybe he's gotten better at that. I don't know, but I know that's the reason they put the mouthpiece on him. Heyman was like, loved Lesnar, and then they were like, oh, we'll put we'll put him we'll put them together because Lesnar can't get through a promo without going yep. fuck. Yep. So can't do that on WWE. I right, mean one thing real fast mm. now that I realize who they're playing I got to ask you why are you are doing this for late. They're in Dallas in against Dallas. Luka. I know what against Luca. Because I like I like the uh they were they're plus I got them at plus 170 and I like that. Wow. I yes. like that.
1: Without
0: Draymond? I mean the Mavs are oh I, I, I also have, I also have Lakers beating that's my other upset. Lakers over Clips okay. in you know, all right. so. All right. Let me know if you hit. I'm just gonna copy all your bets. <laughs> you're an Oracle. Dude, I mean, here's the thing. I, I and then what else? I got Atlanta taking down the Bulls. Miami beating the Nets. I got. I literally just made a full parlay, which was every game that's tonight. Did you, did you pick Grizzlies or Celtics? I got C's. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. If he hits tonight, I am just copying. Him. <laughs> pretty, like, he is a wild man. There are no Wild man. Pick. Well, also, you, Miami, that's the only that's Miami. one, and he, but I put the parlays together because I'll just do like every game and then uh, only put like $10 on it. Okay, okay. So it's like 10 to win for 415, mm, but it's okay. an eight game parlay. And then I put like 70, 77 on the heat. So 77 to win 50 right, on the heat. Right. All right. So that's essentially, that's my betting, Schemes. That's how I put it together. I get like 100 together, put it on everything, spread it out, and then go, all right. And then my buddy gave me a tip on the Portland Timber plus 475 against the L.A. Football Club. I don't know shit about soccer. I don't know shit about soccer. (laughs) But I went, I took it. I went, all right, let's go. I don't even know the rules. You know the rules? No, No idea. Put the ball in the net, I guess. Is it called the net even? The goal, the goal. The goal. But that's what you call the point, too, right? It's a goal in the goal. I don't like it. I also don't like the only feet stuff. Work the hands in. Maybe if it's just all, everything. Then is it just rugby? That's, yeah, at that point it's just rugby. Yeah. I, you know, because it's, it's... I don't know. I'm just not a soccer guy. But when he, he was like, this is a no-brainer. I can't believe the timber are underdog this big and I was like why why is it why do they don't why don't they see it and he was like dude they beat the fucking LA football Club like four in a row like he was talking he had all these stats and I'm like <laughs> I have no idea what any of this is so if that one hits that's the big win today oh my god it was like 25 on force plus 475 I'm like let's go Jesus. let's go Jesus oh, listen, you a little bit <laughs>
1: Uh, how about now
0: <laughs> I, you know what it is it's, I think it's because I'm so fucking yeah, loud I'm the fine. loudest guy on the planet no he, he's actually fine it's just like he
1: talks and it's here and then you hey, talk and it's like wow they, can they hear you barely you can I hope so I, can hear I hope stuff. so <laughs> it's, <just laughs> it's like who the hell is JC talking to <laughs> at the 14 minute looking mark past the camera <laughs> I don't know let me get my vote you a Foo Fighter fan yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like. Provokes. I got another confession to make. <laughs> okay. Is that your warm-up technique? Yeah. I like that. No, we're good. your fool. Yeah. Best concert you ever been to?
0: Uh, I saw the Strokes. They were really They're good. really good. Yeah, I, I like saw the them strokes. live, and I saw um, I saw the Roots, and you saw the Roots, really? Yeah, I saw the Roots, and God, who the fuck was there with them? Um, it was a 420 concert. At the University of Florida and it was the roots and you can tell I was nice and high because I cannot remember. Somebody <laughs> else performed, but mostly the roots for me.
1: <laughs> okay, best best sporting event you ever went to.
0: Um, I went to a lot of Rams games this year. How's SoFi? Sofi's sick. Um, I didn't get to attend any of the playoff games because of just like work stuff and having to travel. Um, A recent memory, I went to a Hawks game, Hawks Heat, during the pandemic and got to sit damn near courtside because it was empty and you had to be vaccinated. And Georgia is very, like, not into the vaccine, especially at that point. So I think they had trouble selling the tickets. So me and my uncle uh, and my brother, we got great seats where it was just, like, not expensive. And it was basically an empty arena. It was really, it was surreal, but it felt like you were watching a practice, but uh, they were going at each other. It was sick. It was a really cool, I mean, like so close that when, you know, Trey's shooting and I'd be like, boo! And I'd be like, <laughs> I, I, it worked! Yeah. It worked! It's I mean, never I, I worked. I'm
1: a factor in this game. Right, right now. yeah.
0: Um, I also got to see both uh, University of Florida basketball championships live. I saw both football championships live. I've been to some pretty cool sporting events
1: um how far when did you graduate from i
0: graduated the university of florida 2010
1: so how close was that during uh it was
0: all around that same area but i lived in gainesville
1: oh really yeah i just stayed living in gainesville yeah
0: so basically i was like oh you know what When i got when i graduated i was like i'm just gonna stay i think i was in gainesville until 2012 is when i moved to la yeah so i just stayed so i was there for a while I lived Jeez. in Gainesville for almost eight years, something like that. Yeah. so How
1: how far behind or, yeah, that was probably around the time when Tebow left. Yeah, yeah, Gainesville yeah, yeah, yeah. All right
0: around that area. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was like all in that zone where like the leak one had just happened. Tebow was like taking over the reins. It was yeah. It was when he was like, Tebow's the guy right. is when I was kind of coming in. Um, yeah. And then uh, that basketball team, just the shit, just so good. And um yeah, priceless shit. Indianapolis is where we saw that one. And then one in Georgia, which was great. Easy.
1: You ever hang out with Aaron Hernandez?
0: No, I never hung out with Aaron Hernandez. I hung out with Corey Brewer though. Really? Yeah, yeah. We played Beer Pong against each other. And Deshaun really cool. win. Yeah.
1: That's actually the running really cool.
0: back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, surprisingly, Deshaun win better than Corey Brewer at Beer Pong. Weird. 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 I think Deshaun just had a, he had he had the stroke, man. <laughs> it's a different. It's a
1: different thing, right? <laughs> it's, it's a different. It's a different. It's a different side. It's for
0: sure. It's more. It's different wrist release. A little release. less backspin. Exactly. It's different wrist release. I think more than anything else, when you're playing beer pong as opposed to actually taking a shot, um, I think, you know, how many times you're taking a one-handed basketball shot.
1: Right. Mm. Do you think the uh, the gator like your? Time at college resulted in your Gator nickname for just roll with
0: me. Man, uh, I well, what's so funny is, is that when I went in to read for that, um, the character's name was already Gator. Oh, really? So I was like, there, "This is this bag. fate? Is this fate?" Um, and then I was getting really far along in the process, and I got to meet the creators and some of the other actors, and I did this like chemistry read, and I was like, "Oh man, I might, I might actually book this." And uh, as I'm walking out, it's just Every heavy set or fat comedian and actor on the planet just sitting in one room and I went, oh, I have no shot at this. Like, it's impossible. You're typecasted. Well, yeah, well, it was just funny because I was like, oh, it's a chemistry read. And I got there early and there wasn't anybody there. And I'm like, oh, man, it's chemistry read. It's just me, baby. It's mine to go get. And I went in and had a great time. and I'm happy that I didn't see the waiting room. No, because if I would have probably been like, oh fuck, they, look how many other great guys there. I mean, dudes who I think are hilarious. Like Greg Wilson was there, and James um, James Adomian was there. Like <laughs> just like a ton of guys where I'm like, they're further along than I am. They yeah. have so much more acting experience. They're like hilarious comedians, and I mean, people who worked for Disney were there. I can't think of yeah. the name of the of the character actors, but like guys where you're like. You were in The Sweet Life. You were in this. So I was like, fuck. But it was after I'd already auditioned, so it was actually kind of nice. So I didn't have any of that, like... My, I didn't know my competition no. when I went into the game.
1: Did you like the cast and everything? Is it cool to be a part of a Majorly, the show?
0: majorly. I mean, like, the cast... I'm still friends with all of them, which is cool. And uh, everyone who worked on the show, I'm just like... It was such... It was like going to acting college and getting paid to do it. It was amazing because that's what happened. Essentially, like I just did stand up. I got new faces of comedy. And then right after new face, I started doing generals for acting stuff. Yeah. And I'm not an actor. I don't have any training or whatever the fuck. And uh, I just went into the office at Fox and the lady who's head, uh, in charge of casting, like, like the main fucking person. And she literally goes, Hey, there's, they're casting something over in, in on will the weapon that might work for you. Drove me over there in a fucking golf cart. Met the guy. He's like, part's yours. I didn't even read for it. They're just like, you got it. I'm like, all right, cool. Is this how acting works? And then I didn't book (laughs) anything. All right, perfect. And then I did like five episodes on Lethal, which was sick. Damon Wayans and Sean William Scott. You know, like just hanging out with fucking Stifler. Like, oh, it was sick, man. That guy seems awesome. He is so fucking nice. Damon's super nice, too, just not as, like, personable. No. Like, Damon's, like, he's there to work, and, like, he'll be, like, very nice when he's around you, but then he's, like, I'm going to go be in my trailer. Sean, on the other hand, is, like, let's run the scene again, and, like, hey, do you want to, like, run lines? And, like, yeah. He's just very, like, fun and ready to go, and he can tell that even, even if it's not a serious thing, like, lethal weapon, right? What the fuck? He was so into it and gave a shit right. and gave a shit about everyone's time. And it was really cool. Um, but then I was like, oh, I'm an, I'm, I'm an actor now. So I'm auditioning and auditioning and, and I'm not getting anything. I'm like, ah, I was a one-off. Fuck it. And then I went in for this and then I got the Disney thing. And then it's been it's been great since then. I've did, been booking more and all that. Did they
1: ever let you do like the Disney like sign-in thing? Like, I'm JC Carias and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they just did it for I'm the Mark kids. The they
0: generally, I guess, are doing that. For just kid actors, um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kalen and um, and Ramon got to do it, and 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 they killed it. They're I mean, they're awesome. It was so funny. Like, I get to set. I'm a child. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and like everyone there had a lot more experience than I had, so I was like getting up to speed, especially like doing like three like multicam shit. It's so different because like when you do the single cam, you could fuck up. And everyone's just like, "All right, next thing," we did. We ran that shit like a fucking play. So, like when we did it on like taping nights where the audience was there, yeah. we tried to run it straight through. So it was like pressure on, like it felt like way it was way more. Oh fuck, I got like it, it felt like stand up in that I was respect, ask right? You, like
1: it's almost like the same thing, like almost like improv.
0: Right. It felt way, and we did improv on the show, yeah. so it's like, you know, we we had that. Um, when we were doing tapings um, for the Friday audience stuff. But what's interesting is, is that it was so much more scary than standup for me. Standup is I've been doing it for so fucking long that it's, it's not that it's not, I don't get, ner- it's not that I don't get nervous anymore. It's just that like, I know that when I make a mistake up there, I'm, I'm in control. I can just, you change the script. It's alive. But like, they have, we shot stuff the, the day before, so it has to fit into this little, so like memorizing exact shit.
1: Yeah. That
0: was what the scary part was.
1: Ooh. Do you think you could pull off any certain role in any other show or movie out there today? That's
0: going right now. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you shit that I went out for that I didn't get, that I think well, I would be run killing out. it. The, there's, a, there's like an ME that's on Reacher, it's yeah. the guy from, uh, from What We Do in the Shadows. I went out for that. I could have done good. Um, in that part, there's like a... Um, what else did I fucking read for recently that I didn't book? Shit. Uh, there's that Kristen Bell
1: show that's on Netflix right now. You mean the, the window the one? The window one? The insanely long name that it I can... Like, it's
0: like the woman who... Because I think they're trying to make fun of like the all those books that were like Gone Girl. The lady who right. wrote Gone Girl was like The train and the woman, and they all have titles like that. So I think that's what they were mocking. The dude who was in Mindhunter, the big guy in that, who's the serial killer who kills it. Uh, He plays like a handyman with a dark secret uh, on that that I read for. Now, that one I know I couldn't do as well as him. That guy's like a good actor, and I watch him and go like, oh, no, he's doing good. Not to say that the dude from What We Do in the Shadows doesn't kill it, but I think that there's a I could have brought something different to that because it's like a goofy character. Um, I would love to get a crack on like that character he plays on What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, because that's my favorite show really? right now. I love that fucking show. Uh, I'd love to get on Always Sunny is like a dream Always to get Sunny, on. Always
1: Sunny, you'd fit perfectly. Like all those love... sitcoms, like How I Met Your Father just came out, you know? I can fuck
0: with that. I know I can fuck with that. How I, I, I Met Your that.
1: Mother, one of the greatest shows of all time in my opinion, yeah. How I Met Your Father has got a long way to go. But the comedic factor? you know.
0: I honestly, what I think is that I, if I had a choice in the matter, I'd probably want to do another, a single cam thing like lethal yeah. as opposed to something like just roll with it and multi cam because just the pressure level is like,
1: it just feels like everything's a lot more locked down. You're just, you almost feel like you're letting a lot of people down if you don't. Get oh your man. Lines right on the
0: and like, time. and like, and sometimes I want to just like kind of freestyle your way through it. Cause it, then it just feels more organic. I think. Yeah. Too. So, um, yeah, I think the number one, my number one, and it's also scary because I think it's going to go off air soon. Like, I don't, I just don't know how many more seasons if It's Always Sunny is going to be there. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, I really, I really want to try and get on that show. Uh, I'm waiting to hear about a pilot that I auditioned for that's, um, should be a, it's a big one. I, I probably can't talk about it, but it'd be really fucking cool if I booked it. world. World. Please! This is what I need! Have you, um, have you auditioned for any like, voiceover work? For, like, Man, so fucking much, and I've booked absolutely yeah. zero. I, feel like you should be, like, great. I do so many fucking voices. Like, I just, uh, and fuck it, because I won't book it. I just read for Devil May Cry. Really? They're doing the oh, Netflix geez. series, and I read for that. And there's, like, a bad guy character that I read <laughs> for. The,
1: the rabbit? rabbit? Yes, yeah. Fanboy. Oh, dude. Fan boy.
0: I read. Uh-huh. And I did like a voice, like a deep, scary voice for it. Kessner, White rabbit. rabbit. That's exactly yeah. What I could think. Oh. Uh, yeah, I read. I read for it, and I fucking brought it. Like my roommates were literally like, "Dude, we thought you were fucking breaking your room apart." Because I was like, "No, die!" Oh! Like fucking like all the way going after it. Uh, I fucking I have my home like studio setup. I love voiceover shit. Like I love like Futurama and fucking obviously Rick and Morty and, Yo, yeah, yeah. and just fucking. There's so many shows that I like love, and I'm like, I want so bad to break into that world, but apparently it's just a hard break in. Uh, it, it is. It is. But, uh, dude, that voice. I saw playing play in the game.
1: That's actually
0: exactly what I would want.
1: That yes. Like. Oh man. Director, I will say on air. Made
0: a mistake JC should have had that role it's not it's I it it was casting director hey ca- hey yeah, casting director for netflix sorry i leaked the show cuz they also called it like like that was the best part i get the audition and it's like called like untitled demon hunter yeah. show and it's like based on a video game with 5 games in the series i'm like motherfucker <laughs> just say devil may cry i know and then also they were like your own interpretation so I was like, I'm glad I hadn't played. I'd never seen the character. They just, I just read, like, he's got, like, an aristocracy about him. And, like, you know, he looks down on people sort of shit. The lines were fucking killer. I was super jammed on it. Big, giant monologue. But that's what's cool about voiceover. Because I'll, I'll have zero turnaround on that. They'll go, like, it's, it's like, I'll get an audition at, like, 6 p.m. And they're, like, it's due tomorrow at 10 a.m. And I'm, like, oh, wow. and it'll be, like, eight pages. But I'm fine. You can read it. So you just sit there and read it like 10, 20 times and then just fucking read it live. Also, you get as many takes as you want because you're editing it yourself. But like with like those fucking giant scripts where you got to memorize it, be ready to go. You could be a motherfucker. Like do, when it's like impressions. Do, do you do any, uh, impressions? Um, I think I do a pretty good Kermit the Frog. Let's hear it. So, uh, let me find it. You got to go down. It's like you get in the Raymond area yeah. and then it's like. "'Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. It's okay. It's not great. It's
1: fine.'" Like Jamaican
0: It's bad, right? But the thing is, in my stand-up, because Hank Azaria said this for all his voices, he goes, "'All of my characters that I do on The Simpsons are bad impressions. They're ones I don't do well enough, but they make a fun voice.'" So it's like he's trying to do an impression, but it's not good enough to be an impression of the thing. So then he just goes, but it could work for this character in this voice. So I think that like, it's just training your voice to do random shit. I can't, I have a buddy, Ralph Guerra, who is just, he can hear somebody and mimic them right away. And it's fucking insane. And I'm like, I can't do that, but I can hear them and go like, and do a version of what they sound like to me. And it'll be a funny sounding voice. And then I get to use those in my stand-up.
1: Oh, that's perfect. Right.
0: So then, like, so funny-sounding well. voices are easy to get to for me. Also, like, my pitch, I can go higher. Like, I can i can hit high a little bit in here. And then I can also get very deep and very low baritone. So, like, I don't know. And I also have the ability to scream. A lot of people don't have that, like tear your vocal cords up shit. No. Like, I'm Everybody loud. Everybody
1: you do, but as soon as you start screaming, you're like, oh, I forget that. It I, I hurts. Don't have it. I don't and have like, it. every time I'll have
0: people come up and go like, how do you do a week of shows like that? I'm like, I'll do four weeks in a row yelling like yeah. I yell on stage. And maybe even down the road, it'll, it'll be bad for me. But like, I've started to care for it a little more because I was like worried. Like, ooh, maybe it'll be something that like I lose. And oh, then what yeah. will happen? I'll have nothing. What, what are we so, Water with salt, tea uh, tea and honey. I always do tea and honey. A little bit of whiskey in it, you know.
1: (laughs) What was the most wasted slash high slash just like insanely out of your mind you ever got during a show? Oh, on a show? Yeah.
0: God damn. I was, so there's a club I work in in Vegas called the LA Comedy Club. I'm the 8 p.m. headliner. My friend Samuel J. Comro is doing the 6 p.m. And then my friend Butch Bradley's doing the 10 p.m. And then there was a midnight show. So this is all on a Saturday. I show up to Sam's show early, around 5 p.m., and we start drinking. And then I do my show at 8, drink through that. Then stay at Butch's show, drink through that. And then I'm there at the midnight, and I'm literally like, oh, blah, blah. like, I am annihilated. And they go, hey, JC, since you're hanging out, do you want to do a guest spot? And I went, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I literally proceeded to stand up, go to the bartender who's working, Monty, and I go, hey, man, I need a couple of shots and a little Red Bull. Like, I need, like, a, a fucking a speedball, uh-huh. like, mixed up. I take the shot, I went on stage, and I was fucking... I don't remember any of it. Like I zeroed out the shot, nothing. And I woke up the next day and I forget who I was talking to, but somebody was like, man, that midnight show. And I was like, oh, what? (laughs) What do you mean? And he goes, your set on the midnight show was crazy. I'm like, I have no recollection of it. He's like, you were doing bits I'd never heard. You were like riffing and like, he's like, did anyone record it? I'm like, so it's a lost set but like apparently I crushed.
1: Yeah, crazy good? Yeah, I crushed. Like I fucking murdered. Like what if that made your night? Like that was like the Kevin Hart-esque moment where he's walking off the stage <laughs> and you have no footage of that, no recollection of it, and that's the set that everybody expects you to have. And right? they remember
0: that set? Yeah. Like like, I, like somehow that audience like spread the word. I, man, I don't know. I don't know because I feel like it must have still encapsulated me because nobody was like, It didn't seem like you. It just was very much like, I've never heard any of that material. And I think it was because the lizard brain was, like, fully in control, right? There was no driver. It was just all back here stuff. And apparently, like, that was, like, dude, you did this one bit about a kangaroo. I'm like, I've never (laughs) even thought about kangaroos before. So for a month, I just was like. (sighs) <sighs> fuck it what's
1: my what is my hot take on kangaroos oh, jesus what is it their pouch is it the tail is it the box? I've never I don't know. never had thought of a kangaroo for like years upon years before it's
0: just not an animal that comes into my head a lot yeah um i guess it would happen more if i lived in australia or something but and again it is, it is a stupid animal <laughs> if you think about it it's a dumb animal please I, elaborate th- on that Well, think about it like all the animals that are in fucking australia A lot of them are dumb. Marsupials in general have like a dumbness to them, right? Like a kangaroo, it's like, am I a fucking rabbit? Am I a fucking dog? Am I. Because they're like made of muscles too, and they're like, but they kind of look like a fucking coyote. They're like a weird mix of eight animals, like a platypus, stupid animal. Kangaroo, dumb animal. And then like koala, adorable, but also it's kind of a mixture between like a chimpanzee and a bear, and it's dumb. That's a dumb animal, right? That was
1: like the uh, Robin maybe that was the bit. <laughs> Can you imagine? I.
0: Chimpanzee
1: and the bear. I mean, that was like the Robin Williams bit where he's like, "You don't think God gets high? Just look at the platypus." It's a dumb
0: animal. Yeah, exactly. The dumb <laughs> animal. Like, there's too many parts all shoved together. Um, also, what's weird is, is like, but it's like a, it's a fucking chimpanzee, a bear, and then, but like a sleepy bear. It doesn't move. <laughs> and a sloth. Those are the three animals. You and a
1: sloth. And yeah. a sloth.
0: There you go. There's your koala. Even
1: in Ice Age, they couldn't make a sloth. Entertaining? And, well, not, I mean, I think he was pretty, what was his name? Sid the Sloth in Ice Age? I didn't very watch any of those. Very entertaining, very useless. Very useless animal.
0: Only, the sloth I remember from animated stuff is from uh, Zootopia, where it's like, the, where's yeah, the yeah, DMV? Yeah, yeah. I remember that bit. Um yeah, oh, but go, yeah, so, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, so getting fucked up on stage. That's the most fucked up I think I've ever been on stage. Um, I don't smoke weed, really, ever anymore
1: before going on stage. I'm just not as sharp. What was, you said that there were other stories. You
0: I've definitely, like I've, been, I've done, like, uh, I've done, like, other drugs, like a little bit of mushrooms I've done, but it's like, the way I feel the, the, The sharpest slash loosest on stage is with booze. So like all the other ones, it just kind of like made me any drug that I think makes you feel uncomfortable or has the ability to do that isn't one for stand up mushrooms or um, anything can give you anxiety because you don't need that up there.
1: Do you remember the first time you ever did stand up and how anxious you were? Like, yes. was it something that was like very nerve wracking to you or did you feel like you already had the, the niche <clears throat> for it?
0: No, I got I got uh, talked into it. I was um, so in college. I followed a girlfriend into improv and I did that and I was o- I was OK at improv. Um, and then somebody was like, you should try stand up because you don't let anybody else talk during the improv. Yeah. And that's not good for improv. So when all the people who I did improv with were like, yeah, it's probably a good idea. I went, okay, yeah, so maybe I'll try stand-up. And uh, I had some buddies who were running like student union events. And they did like a student stand-up showcase. And uh, I just went over and uh, they were like, we'll pay for your beers if you go up and try it. And I went, yeah, I'm in. And then I did good on that. Somebody from the comedy club, the local one in Gainesville, was like, hey, man, you're funny enough to do it at this place. We pay you in booze and you get free food. If you come on Thursday, you know, we do a workshop on Sunday and then I just kind of stuck with it.
1: Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So it was pretty quick that you actually got, you know, signed up at an actual club.
0: Yeah, I think I, it took me a while to figure it out, though, because originally Absolutely. when I was doing it, I was doing a character. Yeah. Because like I, I think out of fear, you know, I was like, if it's not really me, then it's easier to get, like, to not do well. So like I did like a voice and it was low energy. I went up and like I was like you I did like a whole like weird mm-hmm. half Cartman half stoner thing. Um, it was terrible, uh, and I hope that there's not footage of it. There might be. I could have Can some you do friends Cartman right now. Uh, it's, it's pretty much it's like get down here. It's a little Cartman. It's all just it's lisp and, and, and like lei. that's where you go. You guys. That's pretty much the best one I got. It's not good. It's not good. But it was like a mixture of that. So it was like a stonery like, hey, I'm just going to get up here and I'm going to talk to you guys. Like, so it was that was the voice. I can't really remember the exact of it, but it was terrible. And I did like a lot of shock humor jokes that were like not funny. No. no they were not good. Like uh,
1: where, where do you say you kind of, like, lie in when it comes to certain things you're talking about?
0: Oh, you mean now? Yeah. My act is very... It's all on me. It's about, like, stories, and uh, the way I describe my act is if you sat down next to the craziest guy at the bar and started sitting down and talking to him about his life. That's, I think that's, that's one the of the act. better
1: ways to do it. You mm-hmm. have to, like, take your life experiences and be like, that was fucked up. I'm going to talk I'm about I'm going to talk about stage. this.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't really do any, like, no politics, no... No, uh, no real serious stuff. Yeah. I try and make it where it's like an escape and like, Hey, you're coming to get away from all the shit. So I'm not going to really bring any of that stuff up. Like even during COVID, I didn't write like a bunch of COVID jokes. Like, I think the closest one I had to a joke was like, I just talked about being locked down, Yeah, like being trapped in the house. I had a couple of bits. Um, I had, I honestly just... And then during the during the pandemic, I didn't do any stand-up. It was very weird.
1: You didn't try to do any virtual stuff? I did
0: two Zoom shows, and I was like, it's not the same. I can't... No. There's no connection. There's no... It, the whole thing about stand-up is, again, for me, it's very presentational. I don't do a ton of conversational stuff in my act, but it's still an energy that the audience is part of that they're providing to us so that we can do it. And through the through the the lens of the camera didn't, it never got there. It didn't feel the same or, and I just kind of used it as a time to take a break, which was nice. Cause I feel like that's something that a lot of standups don't do. We'll just do it and do it and do it. And even when it's like bad for your like mental health. Exactly. Like you, you gotta gotta need a figure break out,
1: like you need a break, but at the same time, you gotta keep everything fresh in your head to keep going.
0: Yeah, well, and if you don't do it, you're, you won't be sharp. It's like, uh, you'll get ring rust. From not being in there and and not, you know, working at it. But I think after you do it long enough, you can shake that off a lot easier. And it's such a grind for a lot of people, you know. And you know, a lot of people aren't going out and doing good paid work yeah. and traveling and stuff like that. And and I can see that being uh, hard because you're like, oh fuck, I I have to, I can't stop because everyone will forget about me and then I won't be able to. Um, grow and keep and keep climbing this ladder that we're all kind of running up together so i I was you know very lucky in that sense that during the pandemic i got to be like yeah fuck it i'll just pause it
1: that's why when you get on always sunny that that problem is going to be erased because you're never going to be forgotten (laughs) i fucking hope so
0: man um because right now the biggest claim to fame is a disney channel show and that's the weirdest thing right now dude it's it so works, funny. Though,
1: because like 20 years from now, you're going to look at someone and be like, hey, why do I recognize this guy? Oh, mm-hmm. I watched him when I was eight years old on this show <laughs> that I totally forgot about in the back of my mind. and Now this is what he's actually doing.
0: Well, what's so funny too is that like, I mean, I'll get, I'm traveling and I'm on planes and I'm always all hung over, but like kids will recognize me. And that's just the funniest. Like we're like, and the parents don't watch the show. Exactly. So it's just their children are just staring at me. And then they're like, I see the parents be like, No, you know, people can look like that, honey. Don't look, don't stare at him, right? So it's like, you know, it's this weird sort of like thing where then they'll come up and be like, are you the gator? And I have to be like, yes, now please uh," like, put the glasses on. Like, oh, God. It's a very strange recognize. Um, Because, again, that's the way, it always happens on planes. And it's always fucking kids. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So often on the plane. So often it's kids are like waiting in a line. Or like at the bank or something, and it's just like a little kid like, I'll just feel like a tug on my shirt. And they're like, you're the gator. And I'm like, <laughs> that, that's just
1: kind of what, what
0: else do you do? Like, and then I also like, now it'll be adults. Weirdest one ever. Did a show. <laughs> Afterwards, guy comes up to me, we're at a bar. He goes, hey man, great fucking show. You're fucking hilarious. I'm like, oh, thanks dude. He goes, do you want to come do cocaine? In the bathroom, I'm like, of course I want to come do cocaine with a stranger and uh, in this bathroom. So I go into the bathroom with him, and he's getting the coke ready. And he literally goes, like, rips a giant line. Like, and then he goes, yeah, my daughter really loves you on that Disney Channel show. You think maybe you could do, like, a, like a little, like, uh, like a video or something for it? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I guess, man. It seems like she's got a lot more going on besides... After he did after he did drugs after he did cocaine after he just did a giant, line. so much too much where I was like I can I mean I'll do like a half of that bud. Um, just, and his eyes too he's like hey man you think, uh, uh, you think maybe my daughter like Laura loves you on that show you're the you're the crocodile or whatever <laughs> yeah, so I think more of that's gonna come down the line. We so, uh, that was your always sunny uh, 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 weird, uh, that you just like an ex Disney
1: like
0: anonymous and you're like dude Disney ruins you man. Tell <laughs> him, I'm ready
1: <laughs> I w I I used to watch a show, you probably watched it as well, that seventies show. Yeah, absolutely. Leo, my favorite character on that show growing up, uh obviously Tommy Chong, we've yep. had him on this show, literally one of my favorite TV characters growing up of all, of all time. Was one of the more obscure characters of all time. That yeah. Everybody was, oh yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally yeah. sent me like a giant box of CBD oils. Hell yeah! I'm like Leo from that '70s show. <laughs> a Show I used to watch as a kid is sending me marijuana now. I love it's it. I'm the dime. That's amazing. So you don't know where life's gonna take you.
0: You that, never do. That
1: that's that's an unbelievable story. <laughs> that is so funny. Well,
0: it's such a funny thing too, and I want it's something I want to do on stage, but it's it's a it's a difficult thing to transition into because. The majority of the audiences that come out to watch me, I don't think they know. No. You know, well, it's funny, because, like, only some places will promote that as, like, a credit. They'll be like, Disney Channel, and I always feel weird about that, because I'm like, it's very different world. So I did the Minneapolis House of Comedy, which is, like, the sister club yeah, to the one yeah, that I'm at this weekend, um, and they put it on the flyer, you know, on the thing, Disney Channel, uh, and kids came out. Like, literally, like... like a table of like four kids and their parents. So it was a group of 10 showed up to the show and the manager who works there, she's awesome. She's literally like, Hey, he like, I've been watching his act. Like this is Friday. You shouldn't go in. Like, do not come watch the show. It's not what you, it's not the, it's not the Disney channel. And they were like, Oh, it's fine. They just want to see him. And they're like, how quick does he get into dirty stuff? And she's like, from the beginning, There is not a moment where he is not cursing. And then they came in, and of course, I start my act, and I notice them then, and I'm like, what the fuck's happening? And I don't put it together, that they're there because of the show, and I just kinda do my act, and I mess with them a few times because they're children, and then they ended up getting them and leaving, obviously they walk, and then one of the audience members says that they went into the bathroom, the lady, and she overheard the mom talking to one of the other moms. It was one of their birthdays or something. And they came to see the gator. <laughs> I just ruined these kids' childhood. So, I don't know. We'll see. Is it good and bad? Uh, Disney probably isn't happy about it. But I'm not under contract with them anymore. So I can talk about that shit.
1: Uh, yeah, it's super weird. Do you think there's such thing as crowd poison? You think like those kids being there that night to see the gator is crowd poison? It is.
0: It hurt the audience. The audience felt uncomfortable about them being there. For sure. Like, it's a dead zone where when I'm making a joke that's fucked up and they're hearing it and the kids are around it, the people around them felt uncomfortable about laughing and then these people felt that they were, and it kind of just zeroes out a little bit maybe? I don't know. They're not as bad and again, what was funny is that they, I, they left, but then at the end of the show, they came back and took pictures. So they weren't super pissed or anything. So, like, the family arrived back, and I'm like, oh, hi, I'm sorry that you guys, I didn't know. And they're like, it's okay, they just really loved the show. And I'm like, then let's do pictures. And I, I gathered it up for them. and I basically did, like, a mini show God. in the lobby of this, like, area as the silly Disney character I play. Because they got to hear me go up and be like, yeah, it's weird. Whenever I walk out of the bathroom, people think I just took a shit. Like, that's the, you know, I'm like, that's the shit I'm doing. And, and these little girls were like, what the fuck's happening? Never meet your heroes. <laughs> and we made poop jokes on the fucking, yeah. on the show. It's just, you know, it just was too much for them.
1: <laughs> they were kids.
0: They were probably like 10 years old. They were little, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. you so they're probably were,
1: their hero at this point in their lives too. They were like
0: super excited to see me. I think they probably liked the other uh, characters from the show more than Gator, but none of the other none of the other people had travel. So like when when is Ramon or Kalen or Toby gonna be in fucking uh, in Minneapolis? Right. It's just not gonna happen. Like, it, uh, I mean, maybe Susie would. Susie does improv, so she's the mom on the show. So she might travel with a with a troupe. But like none of the other none of the other actors, they're just actors. No, Oh right. my God! Oh, no, Ramon's a singer, so maybe at some point,
1: but yeah, you I mean, know, you could dive into that world. Maybe implement your vocals. Oh yeah! Into, into a, <laughs> a set.
0: I, I do. I works. used to do. I used to do singing jokes. I had a couple. They weren't like instrument ones, but I would sing a song or something like that inside of it. Um,
1: Chappelle but, Lacey, I think, does that very well.
0: Yeah, Chappelle's a fucking
1: what a. What a beast! He's into bands you wouldn't think he'd be into. I love it. I love it. He was it. singing Oasis when Evo we went kid. to go see him.
0: He's the shit, man. Um, and he blew up, and he deserves it. It's kind of, it's like whenever like you meet somebody because I remember when I'm when he first moved to LA and I met him and I was like, that guy's the nicest guy. He really is. You're like, what a nice fucking guy. And then he blew up, and you're like, that doesn't normally happen. So go go world, because like half the time the people who are like giant stars just suck mm. and you're like this is horrible and those aren't the people who should be getting Have opportunities. Have you had any
1: of those experiences opening up for people or?
0: Yeah but I don't I'm not a shit oh, talker course. so I not. won't you know I won't dive you're into that sort back. of stuff. Yeah I try to be. I try. We'll cut the cameras off then I'll do all the shit talking. I leave it all on the table. Just not on the camera. We'll fade to black <laughs> later man. <laughs> what? Leave the mics on.
1: <laughs> what about Conan? Was he cool?
0: So fucking nice. That's good. Extremely, exceptionally good nice. Uh, so fucking tall. Uh, <laughs> and, like, in the picture, like, after my set, literally, like, I have my arm around him, and it's, like, around his fucking hip. And I'm, like, looking up at him, like,
1: Scarecrow, help.
0: Uh, you can just see the love in my eyes. That was a dream come true, Um, getting to do that. So, like, I remember when I was just starting out, I was like, I hope one day maybe I'll get on Conan and like so, yep. that shit happening is that's game changer. That's an
1: unbelievable changer. moment. Man. Yeah,
0: um, just got lucky, man. And that's the thing: like hard work plus luck plus people in your corner. That's the that's the key to all of it. Like, I did a show <clears throat> um, because the owner of the Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica, the basically Asif Ali was doing an Amazon Prime show. He and his brother, who was the executive producer on it, uh, were looking for like no-name guys, guys who were crushers, who hadn't been on TV. Um, the owner of the West Side Comedy Theater was like, you should look at JC. They looked at me, they picked me, did that, uh, did the taping, and then the executive producer, who is Awesome's brother, Mo, is a manager, signed me that night. Uh, Two weeks later, I did Last Call with Carson Daly. Uh, Three months after that, I did New York Comedy Festival, uh, TBS Comics to Watch. Wow. Booked Conan through that. Then a month after that, did New Faces, and then it just goes. Carson Daly's big. It was huge, and it was like, it just happened, right? Like, it was like, I was with him for two weeks. And he goes, hey, man, I sent a tape of you doing stand-up over to the people at uh, Carson Daly, and you're booked. You're, you're wow. doing a performance in, in you know, two weeks. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I went from having zero to I'm on fucking, I'm doing a, an NBC late night? This is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so um, it just, it's just somebody has to believe in you, you know?
1: Hard work, relationships, and timing, luck. timing, right? Yeah,
0: and, lu- and luck, and a little bit of luck. The right kind of like, because again, it just, through happenstance, I had just been at Westside. You know, Gorbos, who owns it, Chris Gorbos is one of the owners of the Westside Comedy Theater. We're friends, yeah. And I just hung out with him. Like we went out and had beers after a show, and then like a day later, he got a phone call looking for people, and he's like, "Well, then I got, I just, I was just hanging out with this guy. He's a perfect fit."
1: Oh man, yeah, that's how it happens, dude. Mm-hmm. And you got you got four shows, four dates, I should say, this weekend, the third through the sixth. Yes, House of Comedy, Rick Bronson, Sasa Comedy, out here in Phoenix. I got one last question for you. Bang out. Saw the or I looked up the clip, didn't see it because I was on my way over here. Yeah. I have to ask what is the best movie to take acid on?
0: Oh, so that is a joke which uh it's a ba- it's not the best movie. It's the opposite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I did uh I did acid with some friends and it was the night before Halloween and they put on an American werewolf in London. Oof. Yes, uh not a good combination. Here's what I'll say about acid because I don't want to give the joke away because I do want people to come out. House of Comedy We got got, five we got six shows right? Six? No five. Yeah five six shows. One tonight Thursday. Two Friday. Two Saturday. One Sunday. Come out. I appreciate it. Um, I think there's like a promo code. Go to the website. Call the club. They want people there. I want people there. We'll make sure you get in. It'll be fucking awesome. That, that, I'll at least say that. Now, drugs and movies. They don't mix. I, weed and movies? Perfect combination. I'm going to get high as fuck on Friday in the morning, and I'm going to see the Batman in fucking Dolby at that weird AMC that's four feet from the house of comedy. And I, if I like it as much as I think I'm going to, I'm going to see it twice. High as fuck. But any sort of hallucinogens, that's just not... No. There's no good movie. I mean... Maybe just like a weird, like, (laughs) it's just like lights. But like, or maybe some animated shit could be, but it has to be all very upbeat, positive. Scary shit can't happen. We watched a werewolf movie. Not good. Don't do that. That that
1: doesn't sound good at all. Any
0: horror movie. Why? (laughs) It's just your brain is filled with chemicals to make you more susceptible to like going down weird paths and stuff like that. That's what drugs like that do. So of course what happened? We thought we were going to fucking become werewolves.
1: <laughs> of course that's what fucking happened. JC Carrias this weekend march through through the 6th at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona. Go see the shows now. Do it. <laughs>